Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and finally, back to this audio version. All right, three things for today, starting with number one, on when you don't feel like going to the gym. When you lose motivation, it generally is a sign of stress. Things elsewhere in life are adding up. Now, if you are someone who loves going to the gym and are suddenly finding it hard to wake up when you know, move your ass out of bed. It is almost always your body, or to use jargon, your parasympathetic nervous system telling you to chill out. Now remember, we all have our ups and downs. Now in the early stages, say you're fueled by clarity, or good anger, or whatever, any reasons work. You just blitz through every obstacle. You prioritize going to the gym, and eating better, and not drinking, you know, all the good habits that you suddenly want to try and do. Now, inevitably, life catches up. There's only so long we can live in this imbalance, because you are creating an imbalance. Work catches up, or you miss catching up with your friends, or, you know, you're cravings which you were able to keep at bay for three months or six months come back in full swing. Well, first up, it happens. Relax. It happens to everyone. Now, how do we go about finding our mojo back? Well, first up, the long-term solution involves in you figuring out how to live in some form of imbalance. At certain points of time during the year, work is going to take priority. At certain points of time during the year, you'll be able to give a lot more priority to your training at the gym and or your nutrition. Now, during stressful periods, it's not that we come to a zero at the gym. You simply show up and take care of business, not zoned out, but not going too heavy, not having a stupid training plan, but a simple one. Go in, do a few goblet squats, do a few push-ups, you know, that kind of thing. So there you are in imbalance towards your work. And then a good portion of the year, you figure out how to balance out work better and you prioritize going to the gym. Now, this is when you have a crazy hard training program. And I mean this for all of six to eight weeks, maybe two times a year. Now, why do we lose motivation? Like I said, it's generally a sign of stress. Our body, our nervous system, to be more apt, there's basically two broad parts to it the fight or flight or our sympathetic nervous system or the rest and digest or parasympathetic nervous system. Now these two systems have to be in balance. So when we wake up in the morning, the dial turns down on the parasympathetic nervous system and up on the sympathetic nervous system. And as the evening comes about, 
the dial goes the other way, which is why we, sleep, we feel sleepy at night and awake in the morning. Now, when we stress our body a little too much, that is we live in the fight or flight mode a little too much and not in balance and out of balance, well, our body after a while can't take it and so it sends us this signal. You suddenly feel more tired. You lose motivation in doing something that you love doing, which is say going to the gym. Your cravings are crazy. You're not able to focus. Some or all of these things happen. So what you gotta do is stop stressing yourself to go to the gym. Calm down. Figure out ways to de-stress yourself. Sleep more. Find something else to do. Maybe it's a hobby that you haven't indulged in a long time. You know, read more or if you're, you know, sing, dance, pick up that musical instrument that's uh, gathering dust in the corner. Anything. Anything that works for you. You know, do your thing. Stop or you can't stop, well, do less of the things that is stressing you out right now, which is well, most probably work for us. And if you have the luxury, take a vacation. I found that as little as two weeks off from training and doing something like this rejuvenates me. I cannot wait to get going again. So remember, not feeling like going to the gym simply means your body is smarter. Listen to it. Give it a break. It will come back. All right. That's the first one. On to the second topic. Three quotes for this week. First one from Bruce Lee. Remember, my friend, to enjoy your planning as well as your accomplishment. For life is too short for negative energy. Second one by Richard Feynman. A paradox is not a conflict with reality. It is a conflict between reality and your feeling of what reality should be like. The third one by Adam Grant. It is a sign of wisdom to avoid believing every thought that enters your mind. It is a mark of emotional intelligence to avoid internalizing every feeling that enters your heart. I want to repeat this again. It is a sign of wisdom to avoid believing every thought that enters your mind. It is a mark of emotional intelligence to avoid internalizing every feeling that enters your heart. My commentary on this, well, not every thought that pops into your head and my head needs to be taken seriously. The 
stupid ones, you know, the random ones, the ones that make no sense, the ones that make you question yourself, saying, did I really think that? Well, mull it over, and if it is uncharacteristic of you or if it doesn't make sense, don't take it seriously. You don't have to believe every thought that comes into your head. It is not your thought. It is a thought that's floating by, I guess, in consciousness, and you don't have to take it seriously at all. I think this is extremely powerful. And I had a bunch of people write to me about this, saying they wish they could do this better. And well, of course, I think all of us should wish we could apply this. And like anything in training, I think this is a matter of reps. Every time you can do this, every time you get a thought and you decide, nope, you're not pertinent, that's a good rep. And we will obviously make mistakes, we will obviously slip up, but keep putting in reps, one rep at a time, and I think we'll get somewhere. And that's it for this section. On to the final topic for today, on impatience, trying to create efficiency, and me running a triathlon. Now this was a time back in 2010 when I was exploring my uh, newly found powers of actually being able to run more than 500 meters, being able to lift weights and all that. Most of you want results immediately, if not today, by next week. You want to undo all the damage of sitting too much, moving too little, eating too poorly for a decade or more right now. Why? Because you've decided to make a change. You've been off of sugar for all of three days. You've exercised for two to three days and damn, where are those results at? Now why aren't the angels singing and showering flowers around you and applauding your Herculean efforts? And why don't we look like the guy or girl in the fitness videos already? This is unfair. Yeah, I know, we all think that. I was no different. This is one of those, those times. In 2009 and 2010, I tried a sprint distance triathlon. It's a small distance. Um, it's a 500 meter swim, a 20 kilometer bike ride, and a five kilometer run. I didn't do much training for this. I suck at swimming. Um, unfortunately, I still do. But this was a, a swim in a lake uh, with no waves and all that. So it wasn't really outdoorsy, outdoorsy swimming. So I was like, yeah, I'll just show up. I was in pretty good shape. I was crossfitting. I was playing ultimate. So I just showed up and, you know, finished it. Now, this was the time when I was like a kid in a candy store. You know, an entire universe of 
activities was accessible to me. So after running, um, you know, I was lifting weights. I didn't, I didn't know about strength training or anything yet. I was completely obsessively in love with CrossFit. So triathlons, uh, one of my friends suggested that, you know, we do an Olympic distance triathlon. And I was like, yeah, of course, why not? So with my non-existent swimming skills, uh, very average cycling skills, I decided to do an Olympic distance triathlon. Well, with three months of preparation. Now, an Olympic distance triathlon is a little bit harder. It's one and a half kilometers on the swim, 40 kilometers on the bike, and then you finish with a 10K run. I had switched over completely to high intensity interval training. That's rather typical of how uh, CrossFit programming is. And I don't mean to knock on CrossFit. There's, there's always good programming and there's bad programming. What I do know now versus what I didn't know then was I needed to work on my strength base quite a bit more, like being able to deadlift twice my body weight, that kind of things. I also needed to work on my aerobic base quite a bit more. Um, while I had developed one uh, with running, since I was not running regularly anymore, doing you know aerobic capacity work, it had slipped up quite a bit. And then when we couple it with two skills that I'm not great at, it, well, made things rather hard. So I was, you know, looking at how do I train in three months and what came up were, well, unfortunately, at that time, high intensity training methods only. So how do I be more efficient? How do I train within three months? How do I spend less than an hour training and get these kind of uh, results? Now, this kind of impatience did not help at all. Why? Well, see, the right answer, which I, I don't know, if it's, well, the better answer is to have corrected my skill gaps in swimming. While I did try to do that by swimming in the uh, San Francisco Bay, which is a chilling five to 10 degrees water. I could only breathe on one side in my freestyle, for example. So I would swim one way, I'll be fine. And then when I turned around, well, the waves are now hitting my face. So that made, well, swimming hard, that made breathing hard. My heart rate for a relaxed swim was way too high. So I should have just spent a lot more time until you know I had at least as much prowess as I did with my running which was you know wake me up any time of day any day of the week and I'm good to run 10 kilometers in 60 minutes now these are not any numbers that a that a serious runner would even look at but to somebody who couldn't even run 500 meters this was pretty significant so I simply needed to get there 
with my swimming as well. I needed, you know, a simple skill as knowing to breathe both sides on my freestyle. On the cycle as well, now you think it's just a cycle, but you want to go fast and going fast on a cycle is not easy. So I needed to learn to generate enough power on the cycle and well, honestly, endurance is extremely activity specific. And so I just sucked at biking fast or even swimming efficiently. So I lacked, well, two thirds of the basic skills to do a triathlon. I lacked a solid base, a, a solid enough aerobic endurance. I wasn't that strong as well, but that's what impatience does. I, I, don't, I don't mean this in any negative fashion at all. I was at a time and place in my, in my life where I just wanted to experience more things. I did not even know these things were accessible to me, so I just loved getting out there and doing things. So while I know in hindsight, what I should have done, what I realize as I try and unpack my lessons from these times are, I got one very important thing right. Process over results and outcomes. Journey before destination. My complete joy at having discovered a way out of my you know, unfit hole was enough for me to keep going. And so it was always you know, one workout at a time or you know, one swim at a time, that kind of thing. It was just fun. So, so with my triathlon training buddy, we would go, say, cycling near his, uh, his house. And there was a good five-mile stretch which was significantly uphill. And to me, just making it up that hill was a great victory that day. <laughs> because I was just one whine or one whimper away from you know, yelling out to him to stop. And this guy is about five or seven years older than me. He went on to finish the triathlon faster than me. He went on to do a full marathon a few years later at three and a half hours. Insane, insane stuff. So from my end, the joy and experience of being able to do an Olympic distance triathlon was a huge victory. It, it gave me a lot more confidence. It started adding to my identity and it gave me the courage later on to even stop CrossFit, to stop you know, trying to do these things and learn to focus on one thing, which was you know, strength work. Barbells first and then you know, just saying, let's stick to even one, one less tool and start off with kettlebells and stick with them for a long time. But if I am being critical, there is that impatient streak that does stand out. My search for efficiency was out of impatience, which is a good thing many times, right? But sometimes 
it's not the right thing. And well, life is about these contradictions. When is it right and when is it not? So how does any of this apply to you, if at all? Now, you shouldn't take anything literally from my own journey. All of us have to travel our own path. And it is important to note the textbook answer, if somebody had given it to me back then, might have put me off. It might have you know, gotten me bored. I didn't want to perform at my best at the triathlon. I didn't want to set any records. Finishing it was a record. It's my first time, right? What worked for me then was to just feed my excitement. And so if somebody had come in and made it too regimented, maybe I would have felt bored. I think as long as it is not hurting you or is harmful over the long term, there's nothing wrong. You know, dabble. You will be impatient. You will get things wrong. It's okay. There's a lot of three months in our life. So we have a lot of time to course correct. It's only silly if we keep making the same things again and again. Now, some of you will be smarter than me. You might sign up with a coach who's made these mistakes. But you need to be smart enough to not just avoid those mistakes, but learn from them, understand them, and know when you want to you know, be a little amateurish and dabble and when you want to be extremely serious. Because remember, we should rejoice in being an amateur. You, know, we, you have a job, you have friends, you have family. This is a hobby, however serious you are about fitness. Now, being a professional athlete is unforgiving. Now, to clarify, I don't mean be unprofessional in your approach. Be professional in your approach, but rejoice in being an amateur. And always remember, process over results, journey over destination, and enjoy all of it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I will see you back here next week. This is Coach AA signing off. Bye-bye.